0: Hello, friends, welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. Hey! Today, we are going to be talking about wings. We are making these episodes as concise and to the point as we can so you can figure out your type and learn how to grow without having to read a whole book first or listen to an hour long podcast. So, further ado, let's get started. So, We're going to be starting with kind of just a general overview of what are wings? Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) What are wings and how do we use them? You know, I, I really feel like there's more confusion about what wings are. And I think as soon as people learn about the Enneagram, they hear about wings. And there's a lot of misconception that goes on in that moment. On what those are and how we use them within the personality assessment. What would you say your experience with wings has been? So,
1: you're asking me because I obviously don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know that necessarily.
1: I'm, I'm the example of what, let's say, a lay person <laughs> to the Enneagram would, and so you might be like me <laughs> and um yeah so this is what i have learned about the wings and let's see what is true and false about it so if i was to describe a wing um it'd be like this really feathery thing. <laughs>
0: Sorry, yeah. Wow, I think I'm so funny. Okay. Aren't those the things that they put on the plane that makes it fly or something?
1: Oh, they're like on ducks and chickens and things. Um. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow, okay. So, <laughs> wings in the Enneagram are so you have your number and then you have the numbers beside your number. And depending on, like, your personality and the way that you, um, you know, just end up typing out, I guess. Did I just term that? Typing out? Yeah, that works. The way... I like it. Uh, So the way that you, um, yeah, your personality fits is that you're going to, I guess, lean to one side is what I've... This is what I think. I don't know if this is right. So you're gonna lean to what, like one side. So let's, let's say I'm a three, and but I'm I I feel and again I don't. We just went over the the numbers, but I still don't know a lot. So like I I'm I'm a pretty like in my emotions person and very artsy and. Um, really love just processing and thinking and feeling everything. So I feel like I lean towards a four wing. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm three. Like I'm motivated by, you know, the things that motivate the three, which is love from receiving love by like affirmation and the things that I accomplish and things like that. So, but I feel like I have a four wing. So I like lean towards... Uh, The thing beside, the the number beside mine. But I'm also very confused about the wings because I thought that, well, I don't know. I feel like I'm also in the middle because I feel like I also lean towards the two a lot. Because I also feel worth by if I'm needed by people. So I feel like I'm in the middle. So
0: I don't know. Okay, so... I, I feel like you did such a wonderful job explaining that. Thank you. And you were a lovely example. <laughs> um, so wings, for if this is brand new concept to you, if you look at the diagram of the Enneagram, it's like a circle with arrows that connect all the numbers. And the wings are the numbers numerically on either side of your number. So in within the Enneagram, you will have a number that is your personality type is dominant in this number and your growth number, stress path number are determined by what your dominant number is and your wing numbers are on either side of that dominant number. So step one is to figure out what number am I dominant in, but an understanding of wings can also kind of help bring clarity to what your dominant number is that's really good
1: so if anyone's struggling because i feel like i know some people who struggle to figure out their number if they have a better understanding of the wings they might be able to really easily distinguish better than just looking at the dominant number
0: yes especially when we get into the wings of each type it It also highlights how certain wings, certain types with a wing can look like other types. So like a one wing nine can look a lot like a five. And so it can explain why those would look really similar. And yet... um, (laughs) You're talking about my husband? (laughs) Maybe. We don't know yet. We don't know. (laughs) But be, be able to kind of dial in on like what is the motivation here and what are the differences between a one, one wing nine or nine wing one and a five and why do those look similar and different. And so being able to understand that can be really helpful. So the way wings work is really subjective to who's teaching the Enneagram, unfortunately. Um, And that's why there's so much confusion on this topic, because different teachers use the wings differently. So if you're listening to a podcast episode by Ian Cron, he's going to define it differently than if you Google the Enneagram and you come up with um, the Enneagram Institute. They have like whole personality descriptions for each wing type. And so they treat it as a whole subgroup of the personality. That's like a category. They're going to say that you have a wing that you're dominant in and that is going to um, significantly alter what your personality type looks like and that you're not going to identify with the other wing you're just going to have one. And and really, and I, I, I point those out because that's really how most people are encountering the Enneagram right now is through a podcast or through Googling it and whatever website comes up. But those people, all different, all the different people that talk on the Enneagram have kind of their worldview that they're inserting on it and their interpretation of the tool that they're inserting on it. So I literally was reading a book about uh uh. How somebody was like, This is how this teacher defines the wings. I take a different slant. This is why this is gonna come out really vague. I'm gonna I'm basically going to tell you my interpretation of wings, how I've seen them, just in interacting with people and talking about personality, but it's really up to you.
1: Yeah. And that's actually a really good point to circling back to a much earlier episode when we talked about the history of the Enneagram and everything and just how much it does just naturally change because, I mean, just like anything that's so, like, it's not like a solid idea. Yeah, it's a theory. It's, yeah. The Enneagram is this thing that we talk about and it's about our feelings and
0: personality. Like, it's not a solid, there's no... It, there's observations about people. Yeah. And I I love having conversations with different people um, to get kind of what, how they relate to it, how they interact with it. Because I think everybody's perspective is different. And I learn things from people about the personality assessment because, because people are so different and unique. And I think um, that's one of the things I love about the Enneagram is it isn't in this box in all these categories that is a little bit open to interpretation and I can continue to learn as I go as I am coaching people as I'm interacting with people and as I'm growing in the Lord and seeing other people grow in the Lord okay so I'm gonna go ahead and transition into kind of this is this is how I interpret wings this is how I've come to understand wings from what I've studied so you know, we, we all have wings, which are the numbers numerically on either side of our dominant number. And some people have really strong personality characteristics of one of those numbers, one of those wing numbers. And so when somebody says, I'm a seven wing eight, They are saying I am a dominant number type seven. My personality is dominant in seven characteristics, but I also have a lot of characteristics of type eight and that really flavors my number. That really changes what my number looks like. My personality looks different than just the typical seven description because I have a lot of qualities of this personality as well. So it's basically being able to say like, I relate to a lot of this And this makes my personality look different for this reason. So it is a subcategory, but I think you can really um, have access personality characteristics of both wing numbers. I think a lot of times people do. One of the books I was reading was even saying that, Some people, as they're growing up, tend to kind of vacillate between their wing numbers and their number, and even for different seasons will look like one of their wing numbers and then kind of go back to their dominant number as they get older. You can have equal characteristics of both wing numbers. You can have, you can not relate to your wing numbers at all. You could be a three and not relate to two or four at all and be like, I'm just really strong three. You can be a three with a, a, a lot of four characteristics and some two characteristics. And just you have equal wings. So you say, I'm a three wing four, but I, I relate a lot to two as well. Um, personally, I'm a seven. I have felt torn between the wings for a long time. And a lot of people have been like, oh, you're a wing eight, like obviously. <laughs> but um, I have historically really struggled with anxiety and that's something that not a lot of people know about because it's a very personal struggle it's not something that people see and so i've related with a lot of the six characteristics because of that now that i've learned you know as much as i have i probably am i probably tend more towards the eight characteristics so if you held a gun to my head and were like pick a wing i'd be like i'm an eight i'm an eight <laughs> Let's hope no one ever does that. I don't think anybody is going to do this. I don't think so. <laughs> but it, it also makes sense that I would relate really strongly to the six because my mom is a type six. So um, I think your your spouse's personality type, your parent's personality type, um, those those things affect your personality as well and what you're going to tend to relate to different things that you, wounds that you may have encountered, traumas that you may have had growing up can also affect what your wing, what wing numbers you identify strongly with, or even how much you take on characteristics from your stress number or growth number. And so that's why I say, I've said in a lot of our episodes, like we can all learn from all of the types because we, we do, depending on how you grew up or what your parents' number was or what your wounding is there may be something for you in each of the numbers that you become aware of there's self-awareness there that you take on that characteristic and you weren't aware of that before and so really the dominant numbers they represent tendencies that we all tend towards to some extent but some people like a really, that's like their main struggle in life. So like type one, they they have a a loud inner critic. Well, lots of people, lots of different personality types can probably relate to having an inner critic. But for ones, overcoming that is like one of the hardest things they're ever going to face in their life. And in their inner growth journey, like in their healing journey, you know, twos, they help, they have this subconscious, like, I'll care for you. So you'll care for me. I think at different points in our lives, lots of different people, lots of different personality types can tend towards that. Lots of people can take on three characteristics and feel like, you know, I'm going to change my behavior and how I look. So people will like me because people will like me for what I achieve or what I accomplish or how I look, not for who I am. I think lots of people struggle with that, but the type three is going to struggle with that more than anybody else. So we can all learn from all the numbers is kind of my, my main point there. And so with the wings, it's a variation of the personality because the enneagram is not in a box because our personalities are not one dimensional. We are so multifaceted as humans and we are also unique. There are endless variations of personality type within the enneagram framework, which is one of the things that I love about it. So as we go into these these are the characteristics of a one wing 9 or a one wing 2 or a two wing 1 and we kind of we break that down a little bit. I would encourage you to not view it as categories, but maybe just a tool to help you identify what your dominant number is and maybe learn from some of the other numbers that are maybe your wings. Maybe there's blind spots there that you're not aware of, or maybe that is just another way of looking at your personality and how God has uniquely made you. That's it for today. Tune in next week for our hype one wing episodes i'm so grateful for those of you who have been listening and sharing if you love this episode or if you learned something today leave a review on itunes follow us on instagram at originality podcast or at my personal instagram account at just loves personality and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing i'd like to close out our time together with a quote from c.s lewis no man who bothers about originality will ever be original Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you'll become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.